chair. I'm late, I know, but I brought us all coffee. Here, red eye three shots for you, Mindy, and Scar uh, matcha with almond milk, is that right? Ma'am, unfortunately there's no beverages allowed in the pop-up. I'll keep these for you up at the front. Nice try with the excuse, though. I'm glad she took it away. That coffee smelled burnt. It's not burnt. It's just the eight ounces of straight battery acid that Mindy calls a pick-me-up. Hey, I'm handling 70 cases right now. I'd take an espresso IV if I could find one. You know, I'm sure Cornell could. (laughs) Okay, now that Shara's finally here, we can get serious. Well, I'm sorry that I'm such a supportive, on-time friend. Okay, they don't call me fashionably late for nothing. Scar, you've loved everything I've tried on. Including the clown-striped culottes. Well, I think you look good in anything, Mindy. You know, the kids are at an age now where they're starting to get a little self-conscious, and I just really don't want to pass down any of that outdated body image stuff my mom hammered into me. So, I've read that in order to, you know, break the cycle, everyone should just wear whatever makes them feel good and not worry about what other people But I invited you both here to help me choose something to wear for the live show, not get a lecture in body positivity. Body neutrality. Okay, we're good on the bickering, thanks. Uh, Min, what vibe are we trying to evoke? Hmm. I mean, I want to look sexy, but like in a pointedly anti-capitalist way. Then shouldn't we have gone to a Salvation Army instead of the Claudia Lee pop-up? Anti-establishment chic. Okay, I'm with you. Ooh, what about this? You sure? I've never really been a lime green person. Trust, please. Fine. Dressing people for their important life events was one of my favorite activities. I helped Scar pick out what she wore to meet Ari's mom. Modest, but not matronly, a fluttery Zimmerman frock in ivory, to get Mrs. Silverstein used to the idea of seeing Scarlet in white dresses. When the suit had a big deal acquisition in Hong Kong, I found him this gorgeous double-breasted Balmain suit that said, Timelessly Refined Businessman. So when I was shopping with Mindy and I saw this silk lime green houndstooth blazer that was funky but not over the top, just like Mindy, I knew it was exactly the type of statement she would want to make for her podcast live show. What can I say? The clothes just speak to me. So, have you decided who you're bringing to the show? The squatter or Mr. Flapjack? How about both? (laughs) How about neither? Friday is about you, Mindy, not my weird-ass sex life. Yeah, how's that working out, by the way? Well, Mr. Flapjack and I are dating but not fucking, and the squatter and I are fucking but not dating. Still no flapjack action? Nope, still just fapjack. You guys, I have literally never been this attracted to a person in my life. Well, then you may be pleased to hear the intel I gather. <gasps> what? Intel? Do tell. Ari was on the phone with Mr. Flapjack the other day, going over some deal or something, and he told Ari that you are the woman of his dreams. Shut the fuck up. He did not say that. Verbatim. (laughs) Okay, Cher, you are officially on the road to the bone zone. Uh, Scarlett, why are you just now telling me this? Oh, give me a break. I have three kids. It's a miracle I have a short-term memory at all. Anyway, since Ari is coming to the show Friday, I think it would make sense for you to bring Mr. Flapjack. You know... We can all sit together. Oh, yeah. You guys can sit with Pete and Jen in the VIP section. Wait, Pete and Jen are going to be sitting together? I know. Is it weird that I'm more nervous for them to meet than I am to do a show in front of 1,500 people? They both love you. I'm sure they're going to love each other. That's what I'm afraid of. 
Ugh, I've got a depot in 20. Cher, thank you for doing what I asked you to do. You better be getting that jacket. And Scarlet, thank you for your enthusiasm. Oh, and Cher, I don't care who you bring to the show as long as they have a checkbook. We're trying to raise some money, honey. <laughs> Silly. I did a way better job of playing it cool to Mindy and Scarlet than I had expected to. The truth was, I hadn't stopped thinking about Mr. Flapjack since I saw him a few nights ago. We went to an axe-throwing bar in Brooklyn, his idea, obviously, and he was wearing this cable-knit fisherman sweater with sleeves just tight enough to show off his toned but not too buff arms. Of course I wanted to invite him to Mindy's show. Of course I wanted to go somewhere and be seen with him and have him compliment whatever outfit I had agonized over that night. But I was so in my head. Would he think that I was obsessed with him and get totally freaked out? Or think that I only wanted him to come so he'd donate to my friend's cause? As I sat there fixating on the perfect wording to ask him to join me, I couldn't help but wonder, was I more into Mr. Flapjack than he was into me? You're listening to Taylor Vaughn Lastly's I Couldn't Help But Wonder, a fiction podcast about a sexy group of friends who after all these years are still making their mark on the city. Okay, you and Mr. Flapjack look insanely good together. Like, Architectural Digest cover. And Ari thinks the fact that he's taking his time means he really likes you. Or he's got some sort of fucked up fetish that he's waiting to drop on me till I've completely fallen in love with him. What? I'm a writer. I can't help but invent insane scenarios. Yeah, I think that scenario already played out in Fifty Shades. Sorry. Excuse us. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. Oh my god. Look. Pete and Jen are sitting together? Ugh, my seating plan has already failed. Hey, Pete. Oh, hey. Jen. Hi, lovelies. Did you guys know Jen owns a craft beer company? We were just talking shop. I'm gonna have to come by for a tasting. Maybe we can start carrying it to Brooklyn Steel. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, the pale ale's really beautiful this season. We just started working with a new bottler, so... Mindy's gonna love this. Hey, maybe after they all come together, they'll realize they want to come together. <laughs> well, where are the guys? I can't wait to meet this uh, Pancake Man. Jack. <laughs> Mr. Flapjack. You're not bringing the squatter? Wait, it's not just Pancake Man? Cher, this post-pandemic you is really out here. I'm proud of you. High praise coming from you, Pete. Oh, I see them. Well, I see Jack. Can't miss all six feet two inches of him. I'm sure little Ari's behind him. Uh, it's Min. She's calling me. Mindy, you okay? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll be right there. Okay. Uh, she needs me backstage. Mm, wardrobe Stage malfunction. Fright. Uh, save my seat, yeah? Yeah, of course. They wouldn't do a quadruple wine in a beer cup, so I just got you two double wines. 
Is that okay? You are a hot alcohol fairy, and I am very into that. But there's a show emergency backstage. <laughs> so I'll be right back, okay? Are you always this cute in an emergency? Hey, that's show business, baby. <laughs> okay, as expected, you are wearing the fuck out of that blazer, so that can't be the problem. I guess she, she's not coming. She got arrested, and oh my god. What the fuck am I gonna do? I saw that Webster Hall, and now I don't have a fucking guest? Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Um, well... Uh, there's 1,500 people out there in that audience. I mean, one of them has to be an expert in... The statistics in policing and gentrification in New York City? The show's supposed to start in eight minutes, Cher. Well, you, I mean, you don't have to start on time. You know, I forgot who I was saying that to. I'm going to have to cancel the show and give all these people their money back. And then we're not going to raise anything for the Innocence Project, and they're going to write about it in the Post. Oh, come on. The Post isn't going to give your progressive agenda any free press. Seven minutes, share. What if... What if I'm your guest? This isn't a show about fashion in the workplace, okay? It's about the prison industrial complex and abolition and police reform. <laughs> you seem to be forgetting that I am a black woman in America. I have plenty to say about police reform. Well, shit. I'm a complete asshole. You are an asshole. But you're my asshole. <laughs> Look, I'll get Scar to stream it on my lives, and it can be like a little cross-collab between our brands. Who doesn't love a cross-collab? I hate you so much right now. Because you know I'm right, or because I'm totally saving your ass? I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt. Uh, Mindy, we just called places. Can I get you to your mark? So, what do you say? Are we doing this? Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, Sammy, change of plans. Cher Crawford here is going to be my guest, so uh, let's cut the pre-recorded intro and I'll bring Cher and myself on the fly. Sure thing. I'll let everyone know. Cher, <sighs> thank you. Hey, don't thank me yet. I could still totally derail this thing with my Diane von Furstenberg elevator story. I swear to God, if you tell that fucking story on my stage... You have, you have to, to own, own your power. power. <laughs> About two years ago, Mindy got a frantic phone call from her son, Bradley. What had started as any normal Tuesday wound up being a nightmare when, on his walk home from St. Anne's, he and his school friend, Kobe, were stopped by NYPD. The cops searched them and found that they both had unsmoked joints in their backpacks, but only Kobe, the black friend, was arrested. Mindy couldn't represent Kobe because it would have been a conflict of interest since her firm was on retainer by the NYPD. So she quit and took Kobe's case pro bono before switching sides for good and becoming a public defender. Then, like any white woman in the city with access to a half-decent microphone, she started a true crime podcast. Only rather than turning people's tragedies into soapy entertainment, Mindy's mission was to expose the crimes that our supposed protectors are committing every day. As we walked the hall from the green room to the wings of the stage, I could hear the massive crowd outside buzzing with anticipation. I was so excited for Mindy that I almost forgot those 1,500 people out there were now expecting a show from yours truly.
This is Law and Disorder with Mindy Dobson. Welcome to our 100th episode, everybody. It's going to be a good one, y'all. You may know my guest from her incredibly glamorous TikTok or her cheeky internet sexpertise. But to me, she's my best friend of 25 years and the person who told me to stop talking to her about true crime already and start my own damn podcast. <laughs> Everybody, please welcome the one and only Cher Crawford. Cher, that was amazing. Yeah, I had no idea about any of that stuff with the inflated shoplifting report. Or that they're locking up black makeup and hair products at drugstores? Well, I'm just glad that all my doom scrolling on Twitter finally came in handy for something. And that I didn't fuck that up because Mindy totally would have done a true crime on me in front of all of those people if I had. <laughs> well, not only did you not fuck up, you got this guy to use some of his pull to get the times to lighten up on the smash-and-grab retail ring copaganda. That is very cool of you. It'll cost me, but not as much as it would cost them to lose their rent-stabilized office lease. You are so sexy when you talk about bribing people. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take this one. Are you two heading back uptown? You want to share? Or I can sit in the front. Thank you very much, Scar. <laughs> Um, what do you think? It's such a great night. Shall we walk? Let's shall. Have a good night, you guys. Bye. As Mr. Flapjack and I held hands and walked towards Union Square, I couldn't tell if I had more adrenaline from speaking in front of all those people or from being alone with him. They definitely weren't butterflies in my stomach, though, which the fallout from the suit had helped me learn weren't butterflies at all, but actually the feeling of red flags vigorously flapping telling me to get out. The feeling Mr. Flapjack gave me, though, wasn't like anything I could name. I felt like we were magnets, totally fine doing our own thing, but then as soon as we found each other, perfect fit the weirdest thing. I was having all these feelings without ever even seeing his dick. Cher, you were unbelievable up there. A total natural. Okay, my friends are gone. You don't have to keep blowing smoke up my ass. I'm not. You were perfect. You kept the conversation flowing. You threw in a joke every once in a while. Oh, they did seem to find me quite funny, didn't they? And smart. Oh. And sexy. Did they? I can't believe we've been in the same city as each other all these years, and it took my tax guy's nosy wife to get us together. Oh, we're together. That is usually what you call it when two people are in the same place at the same time. So, can I ask you a question? You just did. <laughs> Fine. Another one. Shoot. Why are you really waiting to sleep with me? I mean, you're not saving yourself for marriage, are you? <laughs> Can you imagine? I've got three grown-up kids, and I'm staying pure for my next wife. Next wife? Should she be so lucky? <laughs> are you a hopeless romantic? I prefer hopeful. Cheesy. And see, that right there is exactly why I'm taking my time with you. You won't admit it, but you're still damaged. <laughs> uh, thanks. It's, it's not a bad thing. 
Cher, you act like you're this ice queen and like nothing affects you, but I just... I don't buy it. <laughs> well, my horniness is affecting me. Cher, when I make love to you, I want it to be the real you. Not the you that's still looking for a way out from this. And yeah, I said make love. Because I'm kind of old-fashioned like that. It's sweet. But? No, no. You're right. I'm... I'm jaded. <laughs> and I'm annoyed because I... I I can't figure you out. Because you can't break me down. Cheryl, look at me. I cannot wait to take all your clothes off and worship every single nook and cranny of your gorgeous body. But not to toot my own horn, there is no one ringing that bell. <laughs> oh, you mean once I go Jack? <laughs> You'll never go back. <laughs> I like the confidence. I like you. As smitten as I was with Mr. Flapjack, his old-fashioned chivalry was killing me. If I had any hope of making it to our date next week without dying from sexual frustration first, it was only because of the squatter and his bottomless libido. I still didn't know anything about sports, but I was pretty sure that the squatter is what they call a pinch hitter, and he was knocking it out of the park. Wow. <sighs> well, that was... Amazing. Yeah, whatever that angle was there. Oh, fuck. Whew. Yeah. That was wild. I'm gonna grab some water. You want some? Uh, yeah, sure. Thanks. You spilled on me. Oh, yeah? Well, that was on purpose. I mean, come on. You're wearing my white shirt. <laughs> hey, you want to sleep over tonight? I was thinking we could order in, watch a movie. Sleepover invitation? <laughs> That's bold. Bold? Well, it's just you're inviting me to spend the night, but... I own this place. <laughs> well, I realize that we've been sleeping together for what? A couple months now, but we've never actually slept together. I mean, we basically don't know anything about each other. I know, so mysterious. Look, I'm just saying, like, what are you into besides, you know, being on top? <laughs> okay, next time I come over, we're playing strip 20 questions. You can ask me anything you want about me, and when I answer, you have to strip. Deal? Deal. On one condition. You let me take you to dinner first. Much to my surprise, it seemed my pinch hitter was asking to be added to the starting lineup. <laughs> You just listened to episode 5 of I Couldn't Help But Wonder, a fiction podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share with your friends. 
New episodes are released every other Friday on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the making of future episodes, go to patreon.com slash ICHBW. I Couldn't Help But Wonder is a production of Bullet Dodge Studios. This episode was written, directed, produced, edited, and sound designed by Taylor Vaughn Lasley. Our production coordinator is Tarek Ziad. Starring Taylor Vaughn Lasley, Manuel Lozano, Matt Ramo, Cleo Handler, Gaba, Jeremy Guskin, Luke Adams, Tori Gaines, and me, Zach Reed. Our theme song is Tango Mechanique by Kirk Pearson and Bit. Additional music credits for this episode include Smooth Move by Ketza and Reverie by Guillaume Tucker. Catch you next time.